The Start Your Own Business Podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, my name's Fiona and I'm your host. So you're thinking of starting your own small business. You're probably asking yourself what key tasks you'll need to complete to get your business off to the best possible start. Well, that's exactly what we'll be covering in this episode. From coming up with your business idea and market research to sources of startup funding and deciding what form your business should take, we'll be covering the key considerations. Today's guest is Mark Williams. Mark is a leading startup and small business content specialist with more than 20 years experience. He wrote the Startup Donut website and has produced small business content for the government and corporate heavyweights, including HSBC, KPMG and The Guardian. But perhaps more importantly, as founder of Dead Good Content, Mark himself is a small business owner. Before we speak to Mark, let's find out a bit more about the donuts and what we offer to help your small business succeed. Want to be more successful when starting or running your own business? You need the donuts. No, not the little deep fried dough balls filled with jam. I mean the five donut small business advice websites, startup, marketing, money, law, and tech. Together, they attract more than a million visitors each year, people just like you. Each donut website is packed with top tips and reliable information, which we hope will help you to be more successful when starting and running your own business. You can also access money-saving offers and time-saving tools while learning and gaining inspiration from other small business owners. Head over to www.startupdonut.co.uk and you can download a special startup guide that provides a checklist of key tasks you need to complete when starting your own business. Visit www.startupdonut.co.uk today. It could be one of the best business decisions you ever make. our startup expert, Mark Williams. Hi there, Mark. How are you? Very good, Fee. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Some 750,000 new businesses are reportedly started each year in the UK. So my first question, Mark, is why do so many people do it? People do it for very, very many different reasons, Fee. Some people want to earn extra money. A quarter of UK adults now are believed to have a side hustle, which is a part-time or seasonal business that provides additional money while they're in, uh, still in a job. Other people do it because uh, they can earn more money than they could by being an employee working for someone else. Although it has to be said, that's not always a given. You won't always earn more money by being self-employed. Right. Some people just want to be their own boss. They don't, they don't want other people telling them what to do and deciding what work they're going to do and how and when. So uh, that's another reason. And I think people, some people as well, just get bored with the job or role that they're doing. And self-employment offers them an escape route. I think it has to be said as well, redundancy. Uh, some people just lose their job. And uh, uh, starting their own business is, is the only solution really open to them. So that's why they do it. What about people who are looking for more flexibility? I think that's a key reason and that's a major reason now why people do it. It can be people with childcare commitments or people with commitments to caring for other family members and working for yourself gives you greater flexibility than you would have if you if you work for somebody else. Mm. 
I think also another another one is people start a business based on their hobby or interest. And it has to be said, some people just spot a gap in, in the market. It can be a, a, a problem or a challenge that they encounter or something they hear about. And they can think of either a solution or a better solution than ones that are currently, currently available. But as I say, many different reasons why people start their own business. Yeah, that that people having a hobby that they're following up on really strikes a chord with me because I've got three friends who now have side hustles that they run on the basis of a hobby that they took up during the, the pandemic, which have grown into really successful side hustles. Indeed, and that can be anything, you know, it could be sport, you could be into sport and you, you do coaching, you know, it could be a mu- you play a musical instrument and, um, you know, you, you teach a musical instrument. It can be a lot of things. And as I say, you don't launch that. You don't necessarily have to launch that as a full-time business. It could be a side hustle. Yeah. And technology makes that much quicker and easier to do these days. Indeed, it does. I think that's been the big one of the big game changes. That's why the numbers of people starting their own business has grown so much in, in, in recent years. Is it, it, It's just easier, quicker and cheaper now than ever. Mm-hmm. So so that's made it more possible for, for many more people. Um, I think starting your own business now and running your own business is, is more mainstream than it's ever been. We probably all know somebody who runs their own business. And that, that applies to people from all manner of different backgrounds. So So, yeah, it's very, very popular indeed. So where do people get their business ideas from, Mark? Well, as I've already mentioned, sometimes it's a, you encounter a problem in your life or you know somebody who does and, and, and there isn't a solution for that problem or the solution that exists. People think of a superior version of that. Um, I, I think sometimes people are, come up with business ideas when they travel to other locations. You know, they might go to another country and see something that exists in another country that we don't have here in the UK. Or it could be just a, a matter of going to another location in the UK. And then you bring that idea back to where you live in the UK and you start a business on that basis. I think sometimes people see things on TV. You, you know, it might be something it might be something on Dragon's Den or The Apprentice or what, whatever it would be. And that can spark ideas or, or they read about something in a newspaper or magazine. So you see something that gives you um, an idea for a business. Sometimes businesses just come from conversations that you'll have with other people. Right. And that, that gives people a eureka moment. And does your idea need to be unique to work? It doesn't. I think in reality, very few businesses are unique. The variations on existing businesses um, selling variations of existing products or services. So I think the important point is don't allow that to stop you. Don't have to come up with the unique idea. So let's say someone's had their eureka moment. Um, what do they then need to do to start their business? Well, well, I would say an important thing early on is is to test that idea. Um, I think also it begins with research in your market. You need to get a better idea of what competitors are out there in the market. What are they selling? How do they sell it? And how much do they sell it for? And then you can kind of get an idea you know, how can, how can you make a better job of it? What can you do to be better than them? Obviously, also, I think you need to look at um, customers to get an idea of the market that's out there, you know, whether the, it's viable that the product or service that you want to sell, whether there's a market for it. So in terms of existing customers, what do they buy? How do they buy it? And how much do they pay? Um, I think that, that that's an important thing to find out about early on. Yeah, so you need to speak to your potential customers to to get their feedback on your idea. Do they like what you're making? Is it in the kind of ballpark of what they'd be prepared to pay for what you're planning to make or sell? Exactly, yeah, and that's exactly it. And I think the thing is, you know, you do want to be speaking to other people to, you know, it could be your business name. It could be you develop a prototype of a product. 
um, and and you need to be speaking to people to get their feedback on that just to test your own thinking really yeah I think the important thing is to not not just confine that to your friends and family because people might be reluctant to give you negative criticism um, I think what you need to do is, is speak to people that you don't know and just find out what they think you know if you have developed um, a, a, a prototype of your product give it to them let them let them you know or if it's a food product let them taste it get their feedback find out what they think about your business name and find out what they think about your prices that's a very crucial one yeah uh, cr crucial question really because all these things you know they're going to impact on whether your um, business is um is is successful or not so you need to go out there and seek that honest feedback uh, and and you could even try to make some sales there and then you know if you've made a batch of you know a, your homemade gin or whatever you're going to sell you know do um do do a tasting you know find out find out what people think i think the information that you gain can enable you to make changes whether big ones or small ones yeah um which just enable you to enhance your idea you might you, the feedback might lead you to think oh, well the idea is not viable people don't like you know my idea so you you kind of go back to the drawing board then and have to think of something else but better that the, that's what you do than start a business that's doomed to failure and you waste a lot of time and money yeah absolutely very few of them i suspect that start a business each year are going to get it right first time no and i think that's another thing your business does change you know you you, you launch a business and then a year or two later it, it might evolve you might you might concentrate on selling other products other services so that's all part of it you evolve and you you find the way in the end but um but but yeah i think it's always a matter of listening to feedback and staying in touch with your market you've always you've always got to do that yeah Another key decision, I suppose, early on is deciding where you're going to base your business. Indeed, indeed. And I think um, it's it's very important, obviously, for like so retail businesses, restaurants and other manufacturing businesses. Sometimes it, it you've got to go out there and find premises and finding the right ones within your budget takes time. So um, you, you need to you need to factor that in. You know, you don't want to be rushing an important decision like that because you can make an expensive mistake. Key factors are a location. Um, they're critical for businesses that rely on footfall. Yeah. Um, you've also got to be thinking about if you're employing staff, can they easily get to your premises? Mm. You know, is that a problem? What about suppliers? So it's the size and obviously the cost of the premises. You know, you've got to, you know, what what is the cost and what's the length of the lease that you've got to take on? I think often people can be surprised that they're expected to take on, say, a 10 year lease on a property and they sign up and then, you know, it's something that people can later regret if the business um, doesn't work out. So, um, so yeah, you need to research your options if you need to go out there and find premises. And the issue, I suppose, with the length of lease is a reason why lots of people choose to start their business from home. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. I think the thing is, if you do start your business from home, then obviously that's a major overhead saving, yeah. you know, and then if you can save that money, it's easier for you to 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 get into a profit. So. So, yeah, people do start and run the business from home. And, and I think if you've got a spare room or, or you know, you run it from, you know, you your garden shed or your garage or whatever you were you're going to run it from it can just save you a lot of um, money yeah. and also you can claim a proportion of your domestic bills if you do run a business from home there's literally millions of people run their own business from home and even if you've got premises as well you might have a room in your house that you use for the admin uh, side of your business you might do your bit your business admin at the weekend or overnight and you come away from your premises as well so sometimes it's a hybrid um, thing I think as well if if you do work from home a lot of people these days find a flexible co-working space nearby yeah um, so if they need to go and work somewhere 
um, free from distractions they can. Sometimes it can be a better place to have meetings with clients and suppliers. And also it can be you can make you feel quite isolated when you run a business from your home. Absolutely. So I think um, going out there and, and, and just mixing with other people, I think that's that's a good idea. So, so yeah, but people, some people have premises, other people don't, and other people work remotely. A lot of tradespeople, of course, obviously travel to customers' houses and, and premises, and, and, and that's the way it's done. So it's a mix of all three, really. Yeah. Not everyone's great with figures, and I'd count myself in that category, Mark, but how important is it to do some basic calculations before starting your business? I think it's very important. I mean, the thing is, you don't want to start a business that's doomed to failure right from the start. I think with your market research, armed with your market research and your knowledge of the market, you should have an idea of what you can expect to make in, in income or sales in a month um, and a rough idea of your costs. And you kind of look at the profit and say, is that going to generate enough profit for me? Am I going to be able to pay myself the type of wage that I want to pay? Can I cover my costs? You might find that there just simply aren't enough sales. You, you don't even cover your costs, let alone end up in a situation where you can pay yourself. And in that case, I think you've got to go away and rethink your idea, um, you know, and make some changes, really. But, but it's better to do those calculations early on, as I say, than start a business that's um, doomed to failure. Yeah. And I think one of the common mistakes is that people underestimate just how many costs there are and, and miss things out that should be taken into consideration when they're working out their profitability. I think so. And and, and obviously the age that we're living in, price rises. Yeah. So you, you think something's going to cost so much and then the reality is it costs 20% more or 30% more or whatever it is. That's a th another thing to factor in when, you were, when you're estimating your costs to sort of, uh, you know, be realistic with that. Yeah. So you you want to start your business and most businesses will need at least some money to get off the ground, be that for equipment or what have you. What are the options open to you if you want to look for some business funding? Well, the thing is, in most cases, people have to use their own savings. Mm. You know, the, the, that's 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 a common scenario. I think uh, another common thing is that people accept um, money from friends and family. Uh, a word of warning, if you're thinking of doing that, I think you need to have like a written agreement really so everyone knows where they stand the danger is that the business fails yeah. and then you can't give the money back to your friends and family and then personal relationships sour so that's the thing you've got to you've got to bear in mind so as i say if you get some uh, agreement on that i think maybe your bank you know you might be able to get a loan from from your bank to start your business you might also be able to get a government startup loan if if people visit uh, startuploans.co.uk they can find out more information about that yeah. um often you get a loan for uh, a lower rate of interest so uh, that might be an option for certain people. I would I would warn against putting all your startup costs on a credit card. Yeah, it says something that you hear sometimes. People just go out there and and everything they need to buy for the business they they just put it on a credit card. But that I think can be dangerous. If the, the things don't work out, then you you burden yourself with possibly thousands of pounds of personal debt, which is um which you know you you do need to uh, guard against that. Yeah. And I suppose another important point with that, Mark, is the interest rates have been climbing month on month for the last 14 or 15 months. So what start, what you expect a repayment to be one month can actually be two, three hundred pounds more the next month because interest rates have gone up. So absolutely, you do need to be careful about putting things on credit. 
It can, it can be, and I think it, it places strain on your business cash flow. And then if your business costs go up, then you, you might be in a position then where you can't pay yourself a wage. Mm. So this has happened. So these are all things um, you, you need to uh, be mindful of. And I think as a general point, what I would say is you should just seek to st start your business for as little money as possible. Yeah. You know, you, you, ju you just you just don't go out there and sort of buy buy you know, new things, when you can buy secondhand things, you can make do with things that you've got. Um, you know, you have to be creative. You could you could do swap deals, barter deals with other small businesses. Don't scrimp too much to the point where you're not launching the business in a way. You don't want to hold your business back. Mm. But as I say, limit that startup spending um, and then you'll you'll move into profitability much quicker. Yeah. And the important thing is, is that the less you've spent, the fewer sales you need to make to reach profitability. It, exactly that. Exactly that. And that's the problem, you know, if you take on these additional costs, if you've gone out and bought a brand new computer mm. and you've got a monthly cost with that, when you've got a computer at home that yeah. you could have used, then then that's just going to drain your cash flow. So it's things like that, really. It could be buying a new vehicle when you don't need one. If you, if you, As I say, if you can make do, I think a wise idea, try and bootstrap your business as much as possible. Yeah. Start it for as little amount as, as, as you can and just be creative. I think I think that's a good habit to get into anyway when you're running a new business. You, know, you should always run a tight ship. And if there isn't a good business reason for buying something, then don't buy it. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. That's great. Okay, so let's move on to marketing and more specifically creating a brand. What is a brand and is it something that small businesses really need to think about when they're starting out? It's definitely something that small businesses need to think about. Um, and a brand, just to explain what a brand is, people often um, confuse the term brand with branding. In terms of a brand, uh, a brand can be explained as the perception that people have when they come in contact um, with your business, what they think about your business, that's that's the brand. So it's shaped by their experiences when they come into contact mm. with your business. And I think creating a good brand is crucial, no matter how big or small your business or, or how new or well-established it is. I think as a new small business, it can help you to compete against bigger, more established businesses. So I think it's definitely, definitely worth the effort in thinking about your brand. Now, key to that is your brand values, which is what your business stands for. I think they're very, very important. That can help you to attract and retain customers. And, and common sort of brand values would be honesty, integrity, quality, passion. I think every business needs to have values um, and that helps. That's central to your, to your brand. I think the important point, another important point is your brand should be authentic to you. Don't simply copy other businesses. It needs to ring true because if it doesn't, I think customers can see through that and, um, and, and, and then they can be put off by that. Yeah. So what is your brand identity? Your brand identity is simply the visual expression of your brand. So it is such thing as your logo, your slogan, your strap line, typefaces, your house colours and imagery photographs that you use. These are all very, very important. Um, and, and they, as I say, these, they help to attract and retain customers too and set you apart. I think you could, people can, these days, can create their own brand identity uh, thanks to the app, apps and software that exists. Yeah. Not everyone can. Not everyone can. It has to be said. And I think if you launch your business and, and your branding looks poor, then that, that puts people off. I think if you have got budget, getting somebody, working with someone to create a brand identity for you, a logo, colours, 
I think it can be um, a good investment. I'm not suggesting that people go off and, and hire a, a you know a fancy agency because that type of thing can cost a fortune. But certainly working with possibly a, a good freelancer, yeah. you know, setting a budget and just getting someone to create um, those things for you, that can be a good investment, really. Yeah, and it can save you time and mistakes if you're working with someone who knows what they're doing. So, yeah, agree with that completely. That it can be a good investment to make if you're going to spend money somewhere, spend it on that building that identity for your business. Exactly. And I think if you do go down the route of creating it yourself, it's another thing where you, you need to sense check that, show it to other people. If you do come up with your own colours and your own logo and your own strap line, you know, your slogan, whatever it is, then show it to other people, get get their feedback people that you respect and as I say not just friends and family again who might be reluctant to cr criticize you you know others and get them to feedback and listen to that fee feedback yeah. where it's viable and make changes you know and if you do have a go yourself and it doesn't look very good then you might think you know what I am going to go and find someone to help me with this so, and, and as I say I think freelancers would probably would be the route that I'd go with to keep keep the spending down yeah so how important is it that you, you go about setting your business apart from competitors? Because realistically, we've all got competitors when we start out. Yeah, I think it's essential. You've got to do it. You know, there's no point in being the same as everyone else. You have to be. You have to differentiate yourself and you've got to give customers a clear reason mm. uh, to choose you and not one of your competitors. And I think that has to be more than just being cheaper, uh, you know, because one of your competitors might be able to undercut you, yeah. in which case, where does, where does that leave you? I think as well, brand brand values is an important part of that. Find reasons to set yourself apart with your brand values. Uh, find a way to set yourself apart with your brand values, but definitely through your brand identity as well. So you know, find find ways visually to be different. I think uh, that you've. I, th I think the key is to try and find ways to be special. Yeah, that's how you can really differentiate your business, and that's how you can really compete um, against uh, larger, more establishment competitors yeah um so what is it that's special about you and that's that's something that hopefully will appeal to uh potential customers yeah and how important is it to have a website alongside your brand values and your brand identity well essential these days um it, it's absolutely essential i think even if you're open uh, opening a fast food business somewhere before people will buy invariably they will check you out they look at your website to get a bit a, a better feel for your business what you're doing what you're offering who you are and if someone visits that website and they're put off by it it's it, it's you know it's going to hit you people aren't going to aren't going to buy from you if they're not imp impressive it it's your shop window even if you don't sell online your website is is your shop window so i think it's essential that you do you do have a really good um, website uh, I think there again, there are DIY solutions, you know, where you can you can you can build your own own simple website, a four or five page website for, for a pretty small amount of money, really. So I think maybe you could have, and a lot of these uh, DIY solutions offer free trials of a couple of weeks. So you could have a go yourself, see where you get to with it. You use temp templates. And I think if you don't deviate too much away from those templates, then um, you, people can create a reasonably decent um, website that incorporates your brand identity sometimes you might you might begin by setting up your website and then the website um, will give you colors as part of as part of uh, a color palette as part of the template 
Yeah. So you might create the website and think, oh, those colours look nice. And then you'll, you, you'll transfer them over to, to other things. But yeah, I think it's one of those things, again, you can have a go yourself. But if you really don't have those skills or you don't have the time, then I think might, it might be worth exploring a freelancer who, who might be able to work with you to create a website for you. But decide how much you can afford to spend. You, you don't have to spend sort of five, ten grand, those types of things. It might be a thousand pounds or so for a basic launch website. And, 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 and that's, that's what I would uh, suggest. Yeah. And most of the web builders, like any software, has tiered packages so you can start with something simple and as your business grows add the extra functionality if you need it so yeah no absolutely we're saying that it's possible to build your own website and if not reach out to someone like a freelance who can do that for you exactly and i think once you get the work done if you if you get the thing is if you get the website built for you make sure that you get the you can sign in and you can add things yourself yeah you don't want to be every five minutes you need a new photograph or some information or a blog uploading you shouldn't be paying for that so you should have the sign in so the simple stuff that you should be able to update update the website yourself it's getting back to this idea of limiting your costs all the time so uh so that that's what i would suggest and what about social media mark how important is that to businesses these days similarly it's it's just very very important you know i think um, social media offers a proven way um, for for small businesses, for startups to to raise their profile quickly, raise their profile, and it can enable them to attract customers and make sales. I think it's uh, you know that 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 that's the way it is for many many businesses these days so i think before launching your business it's one of those things that you get active you create social media accounts and you um you 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 start your your, your presence you start building your presence that way sort of pre-announcing that you're going to be launching your business um i think the things in terms of the platforms you use obviously you need to bear in mind which ones are likely to be used by potential customers and they're the ones where where you know you do you create your own sort of um, social media accounts yeah so i suppose that leads on to my next question really mark is how does a new business owner market their business i think there are again different ways it depends on the business um, and, and different tactics work for, for different businesses in different ways we've already mentioned social media and then there's digital advertising there's email marketing your website, as we've already mentioned, too, that should be a way to attract. If that's properly optimised for search engines such as Google, then that can hopefully attract customers for yeah. you as well. I think other businesses will use more conventional means of marketing. It could be advertising in a local paper. That always works quite well or can work quite well for trade-type businesses yeah. or could be an advert in a, in a, in a magazine. But leaflet drops, um, they can work quite well for, for, for many small businesses. I think networking as well can be another good way um, to attract customers. Um, for some service-based businesses, that's essential. Yeah. So it's just getting out there and... Um, you know, joining local associations and other associations and breakfast clubs and these types of things. Mm. So you go out there and build your profile. And I think the whole thing is you've got to let people know that you exist, yeah. you know, as a business, because how is anyone going to buy from you if they don't know you're there? So essentially, that's that's what marketing's all all about. So we're saying basically that it's going to be a mix of marketing tactics that's likely to give you the best results, really, as a small business. Yeah, it is. You know, absolutely that. And, and you know, certain things, tactics that you use will work for you. They might not work for another business. Certain tactics might work better at certain times a year with certain types of products. A lot of it is trial and error. I think you need to be guided, as I say, by who you're trying to target, 
how you're most likely to reach them and what key messages you need to communicate to them. Um, that's the essence of what you're trying to do. I think you just, a lot of it, when you start a business is about trial and error. You'll try things and they don't work. I think you, you find what works best for you. Everything should be monitored. You need to be very careful on what you spend in terms of marketing budgets. Yeah. And you just got to monitor results and uh, concentrate. You know, if, if something if things don't work, then stop doing them. Don't keep on throwing money at it. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't bring you business, there's no point. So find what works for you. But as I say, as an overall point, marketing is, is hugely important. If people don't know you there, they, they won't buy from you. They, you know, that's, that's, that's the simple fact of the matter. Yeah. If you don't mind, Mark, can we look briefly at actually registering your business? Um, sole trader is a really popular option, isn't it? Yeah, sole trader. Uh, most people actually set up as a sole trader. I think about f about 56% of UK small businesses are sole traders. And basically, that's just another name for being self-employed. In law, you're in the business. Um, you're the same thing. You know, you, you're one and the same thing, which means you're liable for the business's debts. So that's the big drawback with it if you like and that can mean you know if you build up big debts then essentially you know you can have to sell your car or your home to to pay those debts so that's one thing to bear in mind but i think if you're unlikely to build up debts to any level approaching that then it, it's less of an issue i i think with sole trader businesses there's less tax admin and it's very very quick and easy to register as a sole trader you just do it via gov.uk which is the government um, website hmrc and you you can do it very very quickly indeed so um so yeah it's quick and easy i think all types of businesses different legal structures they're all pretty easy to to sort out quick and cheap yeah and what about forming a business partnership that's another uh, quite popular option really um i think about the ordinary partnerships uh, make up about 6% of the UK business population. Right. And it's it's kind of like similar to being a sole trader, but you go into business with others. And obviously that entails sharing the profits, but also sharing the responsibilities. So at there again, you're not, you're not a limited company. And that would mean you and the other partners in the business are liable for the business's debts. So as I say, that is that is one thing to bear in mind. So what if you decide you want to start a limited company? How does that work? Well, a limited company essentially removes that personal financial liability. So uh, providing you trade properly and you don't take on any any loans out in your personal uh, name to give money to the company, then 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 the debts of the company, um, but other companies, they're not yours. And that's why one of the reasons, the key reasons why people decide to set up a, a private limited company and they make up around about 37 percent of the UK business population. I, th I think the thing is, there's there's more tax admin with running um, a, a limited company, which is something to bear in mind. And you can there are, there can be a slight tax advantage the more that you earn. So this is another reason why people will set up a, a limited company rather than uh, set up as a sole trader. The more that you earn, when you get to say earning more than say forty thousand pounds, that type of thing, then um, then operating your business through a registered uh, limited company can be more tax efficient. It, it's very easy to set up um, a, a limited company. You just register with. Uh, company's house so uh, so yeah but they're the three main uh, options to choose from really so apart from those sort of registration tasks what else does a business owner need to think of when they're starting out well but believe it or not we've we haven't even scratched the surface there can be lot, lots of other things that you, you you might need to sort out i mean finding staff 
that could be one you know and, and even as a sole trader you can take on staff you can have staff so um, suppliers is another one obviously you want to find reliable um, suppliers that offer you offer you good value that can take time you know they might not give you credit as well when you first start doing business you might have to earn that credit after six months or 12 months that's another thing to prepare yourself for sorting out a bank account you know yep. that's something that you uh, you know as a sole trader you don't have to have um, a separate bank account but it is recommended as a limited company because you and the limited company are different legal entities then you do have to get a bank account for the limited company right. but as a sole trader you don't but um, but as I say, it is it is um, recommended that you do that to keep your business uh, finances and your personal finances totally separate. Other businesses, it'll be about buying equipment. It might be tools. It might be a vehicle. You know, if you you, you might have a car at the moment, but you might might need a van yeah. to operate as a trade business. So um, so that's something, and that's fairly fairly common, really. Stock and raw materials. You might need to. You're going to have to think about buying that, sorting that out, especially if you make things. You know, you might, you're going to have to order your raw materials in advance so you can actually make stock to sell in advance of launch. Software, that can be another one. You know, software can take care of a wide range of um, uh, business tasks these days. Yeah. So you need to sort that out. Computer, obviously, as part of your equipment. Office furniture. So, um, so that's it. I think as a general point, I would say many of these things can take much longer than you bargain for so you make sure that you leave yourself enough time ahead of launch to sort these things out i think it would be wise to create like a task list right you know you, you like almost like a checklist so you know so you don't miss anything out you know and and, it, and there is a danger when you're starting a business because there's so many things to do but as i say leave yourself enough time be methodical and and keep an eye on the cost at all time try to keep your cost down Thanks for that, Mark. Blimey, we've covered a lot of ground in this chat this morning. So um, I suppose really to round things up, the only areas that we haven't really covered are the common mistakes that you need to make sure that you avoid. We've talked a lot about what you should do. What shouldn't you do when you're starting your business? Right. Well, getting back to one of the initial points that I made is not researching your market or not testing your business idea. And that can literally have disastrous consequences. So you might think you've got the best business ideas in sliced bread, but but in reality it might it might not be the case. Mm. Other people might disagree. You launch your business and and you know you sat there twiddling your thumbs because there's no customers, no no one's interested. I think uh, your prices, uh, people launching the prices are too high or too low. That could be another uh, mistake. And and this is why you know you need to have a careful think. When, you, when you're setting your prices, really. And it's one of those things that you seek feedback on when you are doing that early research about, about your business idea. I think another one is underestimating how long it can take to get a new business off the ground. It's unlikely to be an overnight success. Uh, very few businesses are that. It takes, you know, it might take a year or two to get a, a new business fully off the ground and firmly established. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right there. People often underestimate just how much hard work is involved how much sacrifice is involved how much it's going to cost you so yeah no definitely a good one there yeah indeed i mean i, I would say to people running a, running your own business is really the easy option mm. you know it does take um a, a lot of hard work there's no guarantees you know you you, you don't automatic you're not automatically going to earn more than you would in a job it does take a lot of hard work you know the, the hours can be long you know, you, there might not be holiday pay, sick pay, all those things that you get as a, as, a, as a paid employee. But there are benefits as well. 
you know, to running your own business. You know, some days you 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 know you you might wonder why on earth are you doing it. Mm. Other days you'd be glad that you are because you are getting all the benefits that you wouldn't get from a job. I think just to get back to your question about common mistakes, which is something we've already touched on, and um, is is this thing about wasting money on things that you don't need to buy? Yeah. Um, ad advertising always used to be um, a classic example: buying adverts in glossy magazines that just don't bring any work, uh, or rushing out to buy a brand new computer that you don't really need, or paying a fortune for um, a fancy website. Uh, all of the above. It's just going to add, add a burden to your costs, burden yep. to your cash flow. And that's not where you want to be early on with your business. So try and start your business for as little amount of, of money as possible and just, just run a tight ship, really. Mm -hmm. I think finally, another point that I've already touched on as well is just you've got to try to find ways to be special. You really have to, you know, it's a very, very saturated market out there for many, many small businesses. Yeah. Um, and I think what you've got to do is find ways, find real ways to set yourself apart, to be to be different, to be superior, you know, and just just give customers a clear reason to choose you. Um, because if you're not giving them a clear reason to choose you, why would they choose you? Yeah. And that's the way to think about it. Be special. That's brilliant. Thanks so much for your time and insights, Mark. That's been really helpful and I'm sure it will give our listeners lots to contemplate before they start out on their business journey. So thanks so much for joining us today. No problem, Fee. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, that was really interesting. I knew Mark would be a great guest. I hope he's given you plenty to think about. We've covered a lot of territory today, but I think there are some standout points for me. Firstly, do your research. Do people want or need what you're offering? Will they pay a price you need to charge to cover your costs and to leave enough profit for you to pay yourself a wage? Listen to genuine, impartial advice and don't be afraid to go back to the drawing board if the feedback suggests you need to rethink your plans. Secondly, bootstrap. Don't spend money unless you absolutely have to. For example, if you can run your business from home to keep costs down, do. If you have a half-decent laptop or a computer that you can use for your business admin, don't splash out on a new one. The less you spend up front, the less you will have to sell to reach profitability. And finally, be realistic. It will take longer, it will cost you more, and it will be more challenging than you imagine to start your business. But that said, millions of people take the leap every year. They pursue a dream, they look to achieve a better work-life balance, or simply earn a living in a way that doesn't rely on someone else. So whatever your reason, know that it is possible to start your own business, and with the right approach, it can be a success. If you want further information on anything we've covered here today, you can find summary notes and links to more free resources at www.startyourownbusinesspodcast.co.uk. If you found this bonus episode inspiring and helpful, please listen to the episodes from our previous four series. They cover many of today's topics in more details and contain lots of practical tips and advice too. And make sure you subscribe on your podcast player of choice to hear about the new episodes as they drop. Mm -hmm.